Welcome into another edition of the Hangtime Podcast. Thank you, Smith. Here in Charlotte, the 68th All-Star Game. Unbelievable weekend. Fans galore. All the stars out. John Schoen and I are here with the Hangtime Podcast and got a chance to speak to some players. Different guys, different perspectives on the weekend, second half of the season, and what they got going on. Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors will kick us off. We also talked to Danny Green of the Toronto Raptors changes he's seen and kind of the movement that he's had in his career, obviously, moving from San Antonio to the Raptors. And then Lonnie Walker, a guy you might have forgotten about, had some injury issues since he's been drafted, but certainly in the future plans for the San Antonio Spurs. I hope you enjoy their conversations. Take a listen and we'll see you next Monday. Little all-star break for everybody around the NBA. This is John Schumann, NBA.com, here with Clay Thompson at the TSO Style Lounge at All-Star Weekend. My man, Seku Smith, had to run, go handle some NBA TV duties. Mm. Clay, probably let's just... Have, have, probably have a busier weekend than me. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. It is you know, All-Star is always crazy. Let's just get to, into it with the Warriors. You've had a few weeks now with, with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. What have you learned in those, in those few weeks uh, playing with yeah. the, the new edition? Uh, I learned he's a great teammate and he's easy to play with. Um, He's one of the best bat- passing big men I've ever played with, and he's an amazing screen setter. And as a shooter, you appreciate that because he uh, takes up so much space, and he's such a low-block presence. We've never had that on our team before, like someone you can just throw the ball down to, seal his opponent, get easy buckets. Adds a, adds a whole new dimension to our team, and he's been a very welcome addition. He gave us a whole new spark during the season. I mean, right when he, we got him back healthy, we've been 18 and three in the last 21 games with his, with him and back in the lineup. So 18 and two, actually. So he's been in, he's been incredible. Did you guys need a spark? I mean, it's been, you're on like yeah. year five of this run. I imagine, you know, there's, yeah. there's a little bit of wear and tear and there's mm-hmm. a little bit of fatigue, both physical and, and mental. Was the spark needed yeah, or? I think it was needed. And I think Dwayne Wade said it best when we played Miami heat, how championship teams just each year find a new addition to add to, you know, keep them up top the rankings and he was our addition this year you know a couple years a few years ago it was kd who set us to astronomical heights as far as one being one of the greatest ever but demarcus now it's just i can't believe he's on our team kind of thing so he uh steve said it and we kind of had lulls through the beginning of the season not the way he wanted to start with injuries and stuff but when he got back healthy he gave us a whole new lift this is gonna might sound like a weird question but given all the talent you guys have the mm-hmm. collective IQ, basketball IQ, which is is which is huge, and that yeah. you've been running, you know, the same stuff for five years. Does mm-hmm. offense come easy for you guys? It does. It's like second nature at this point. And our offense only works if you got five guys who are fundamentally sound, handle the ball, pass, shoot. Which it's crazy to think everyone in our starting lineup can do that. They can. They, we can run the offense through them. They can make the right play, and it's so fun to be a part of. It's really beautiful. Um, hope it's beautiful for the fans to watch from a clicking. The ball's moving around, zipping around the perimeter. We don't care who gets the shot, whoever's open. But like you said, you know, it's our fifth, sixth year with Steve and third year with Kevin, first year with DeMarcus. But these guys are so high-Q guys that they'll uh, they'll adjust on the fly, and it's impressive. How about defensively? Where are you guys at this point in this season? Uh, it's getting better. We weren't the best to start the season, but, you know, we've gone on such a great run these last 21 games where we've had lulls, but at the same time, our defense has been very good. Our ability to switch has really killed opponents. But uh, uh, we realize that the Western Conference is incredibly strong. And, you know, the potential matchup with LeBron James in the first round, our up-and-coming Kings team. So it's like you can't – there's no nights off. You know, you can't overlook anybody in this league. 
Yeah, like the behind you guys, the Western Conference seems wide open. Yeah. In the Eastern Conference from, you know, top five, four or five teams, it seems wide open. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what team do you feel like has been the toughest matchup for you guys so far this year? Just as what what is what is this a oh, game that you not remember? Beat the Raptors. We went on <laughs> two against them. They crushed us at home without Kawhi, so that was tough. They're long, they're athletic, they can shoot. I like the system Nick Nurse has in place for them. Uh, who else? Houston's very good. They've given us problems this year. We have yet to beat them, but we see them two more times, thankfully. And uh, who else? Milwaukee's good. Um, that's uh, Those are the teams that come to the top of my head. All right. I'm going to do a quick rapid-fire mm-hmm. trivia with you. All-star trivia. Okay. About all-star players in the all-star game. Yeah. All right. So the first one is, what Eastern Conference all-star is scoring the most points in the paint per game since Shaq did it. Oh, Giannis, that was easy. Yeah. All right, number two, what Western Conference All-Star ranks number one in mid-range buckets? Kevin Durant. Correct. Okay. All right, third one, James Harden leads the league in usage rate. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. And up for the season. Now, mm-hmm. on a game-to-game basis, there he also has like the three highest usage rates for a single game in which a guy played 15 minutes mm-hmm. or more. One other guy has a usage rate of over 50% in a single game this year having played 15 minutes more, Western Conference All-Star. Hmm. Russell Westbrook? Clay Thompson. Really? Wow. In the game, you scored 52 okay. in less than 27 minutes. Jeez. Hit 14 threes. Yeah. So. That seems like so long ago. Hopefully we can do that again tomorrow <laughs> or something. That was fun. Sheesh. Finally, I want to get to why we're here. You're here at yeah. the TSO Style Lounge. Tell me about your style. What kind of watches you like yeah. to uh, rock? Well, I like to look good without being too flashy. I'm not the bravest when it comes with my wardrobe, but I do believe in look good, play got good, play good, a la prime time Deion Sanders. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very lucky to partner with Tizo. I'm in the point in my career where I can pick and choose what brands I want to work with, and you know, Tizo makes great time pieces. They're fish watch the NBA, and it's just a huge. I never thought I'd have this opportunity to be this selective with what I want to do, and I love you know, the intricacies of a watch and a compass or whatever it is. I'm just really observational type of guy. And I'm very lucky to be able to take care of my family and, and give them stuff. And Tizo is another brand that I'm very lucky to work with along with Anta and whoever else I'm with. But it's really cool to be with them for, you know, hopefully a long time. Cool. Appreciate it. No Clay Thompson. Seku Smith, John Schumann here with Danny Green of the Toronto Raptors. It feels strange to me. Huh. Last time I sat down with you in Atlanta, you were a Spurs. We sat down and did a real nice yeah, interview. It was and a that while was years ago. ago but yeah. it's like now you realize just how different this league can be depending on the, the changes and what happens. Like, what's it like for you oh, okay. transitioning from, from being a Spur all those years to now being uh, it, a Raptor? It was different, man. It was a little uh, weird at first, especially going back to that building and being on the other side. Um, but they've made it easy, man, in Toronto. Uh, the fans have been great. The coaching staff, the organization has made it very – and, you know, a lot of the teams and organizations do very, things very similar to how the Spurs do because of mm. how successful they've been over the years. So um, it, it's been it's been easy. It's been great. Um, but it's just a little different, a little weird. Closer to the home now. I'm right. from New York. I'm on the East Coast, so Northeast of Toronto is very close. But, yeah, it's crazy how so many things change within – you know, a year or two. Right, so right. it was a point with two years where guys had been on eight different, you know, doing ways in Chicago <laughs> right. and Cleveland and back to Miami and Gordon Hayward was out. And then, you know, you know, Kyrie's not in Cleveland anymore. So in two years, so much stuff has happened. And for me, I said in the past, you know, six to eight months, for yeah. sure, a lot has happened and changed. And you know, hopefully for the good and getting better. How does the functionality of being in Western Conference change when you go East? Like, is it is that difficult just the you know, to travel? Um, uh, it's just strange not, not going to those cities twice a right. year. 
um, and, and being in the cold pretty much damn all year <laughs> and going back to, you know, my home cities and the cities that are closer to home for me, you know, twice. Right. So you're going from the cold to the cold, you know, from Toronto yeah. to New York to Philly to Boston. It's still cold. It means it's not as cold. in the warmer cities in, you know, Florida. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, going to East Coast cities twice is a little different because uh, you have, you know, you build so many people or family or fan bases when you're in the west coast you have so many people in la phoenix when you right. go there twice a year you know you see them once now and now you gotta you know rebuild your found your tar heel family in the, <laughs> the states on the east coast now because right. i didn't we didn't come here that often and uh, you know we didn't spend much time in these cities so yeah i'm um, having my family be able to visit more is is, is you know great but i said having uh, to play in cities where i'm not as familiar with it is a little bit different this is Say strange or weird. You guys have had a, a few games now with with Marcus Sol. Yeah. What have you learned in those few games? Uh, I mean, nothing I didn't already know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody knows Mark and how how great he is as a player. You know, very high IQ guy, high IQ player. I, I didn't realize how how much him and Power are so similar in their mannerisms and how they carry themselves. Them, yeah. Yeah. So their mannerisms, how they carry themselves, and how they speak. It's it's like the same, um, but because their games on the court were so different at one point. You know, Mark was more of a bull, um, but now he's more finesse now and shoots out to three and and shoots pull ups. But he was more of a you know back you down type of guy, and you know, Powell's more finesse guy. But um, you know they're very similar, and it's a very high IQ players that um love to play with. And I'm excited to see you know hit the growth, his growth within our system. Do you see him being like a a, a fulcrum for you guys offensively or a big role having a big role in on the offense and changing the offense in the way it it, it i don't it think plays. changing the offense but he's gonna have i think he should have a big role um he's a guy you could play anybody can play through him because of how it said how smart he is and how great of a passing big he is um obviously we know he can score he can shoot because he can do so many things, it makes the game easier to play through him. So I, I would, if we were smart enough, obviously in that second group right now, he's in the second group um, to play through him, make the game easy. You find him, he's going to find other people. Uh, you get the ball to him, he's going to score, make a play, get fouled, or hit a jumper. He's going to create some offense. And defensively, you know, he's you know, up for defensive play of the year multiple times. I think he won it one time, and um, so we know that he can, you know, protect the paint. He's very smart with his angles and not letting guys get easy, you know, looks at the rim and you know, contesting shots and rebounding. That's a big thing that we missed when JV was out for two months. Uh, we needed a, some, some a big body to, you know body those bigs and then rebound how difficult are you guys to deal with now with mark come playoff time do you think and how different <laughs> is that of a challenge for other teams to prepare for i hope very difficult i mean <laughs> it's hard to say right now yeah. we just can hope that we can we get our chemistry day-to-day gets better uh we can hope that you know he stays healthy everybody stays healthy and that you know we as a team, you know, can stay on the same page and mature and do the things that we know. We know we have the talent. We know we have the pieces. Uh, we just hope that the pieces come together the right way and stay on the same page for the duration of the remainder of the season and then the playoffs even up in another intensity. So if we do that, we know that we're going to be trouble for a lot of teams. Um, but we can't say that right now. We don't know how it's going to turn out. But right now, things are going pretty solid. Uh, Fred is hurt. He got some surgery, but we got now Jeremy Lin, right. so, which is another great pickup. Um, I played with Jalen in, in the D-League back then when, when it was the D-League. Right. So, um you know, he's going to be another addition. So we had to take a couple weeks to get those guys acclimated and learning the plays. Appreciate you joining us, man. We're looking forward to the you. second half of this season. And Me the too. Toronto Raptors looking different. Yeah, yeah. Looking real different. Yeah. Looking excited. Hopefully good. Hopefully better. No doubt. Thanks, Danny. Thank you, Appreciate, man. You. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Yep. You guys are awesome. So uh, coming into this season, you know, fired up about – Everything. Then you get the injury in the preseason. It's slowly getting back to where you want to be, I would imagine. But what's that like? Just having to navigate that process of getting back healthy and getting where um, you want to be. You know, at first it was it was definitely a little devastating. You know, because at that point, 
that was probably the best basketball I have ever played in my entire life. Um, I worked my tail off, off, you know, going into that draft, you know, day in and day out, two a days, lifting, conditioning, you know, you, you name it, I did it. So I was just so excited just to be able to play and show my talents because that was the peak of my, my, yeah. my gifts, you know. So the fact that it happened, you know, it's it's God giving, you know, that's God's way. You know, it's adversity and it's something that I had to overcome. I had to overcome. So, you know, now I'm slowly starting to get my, my, my feet together, my rhythm. Um, and I'm more than happy just to be with the Spurs just because of their style of play and their knowledge in the game. Um, you know, you got Coach Pop. I mean, my first few days on the court, I had Tim Duncan. Um, you know, I had people like that just by my side, you know, pushing me on and continue to develop on and off the court. You know, I'm more than happy to be with these guys and, and learn and develop and learn how to just be a professional. Yeah. Does that you mentioned the Spurs and just their history of not rushing their young guys, mm-hmm. always being mindful of the process that it's going to take to yeah. get to where you want to be. Do you do you go into this part of it knowing at least I got that, that there's a framework for how this is done and, and how you manage this? Oh, absolutely. Um, you always got to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't rush into things. You know, I see myself, if you ever watch a horse race, you know, when a horse race, they don't look at other people's lanes. You know, it stays in its own lane and how fast it gets to that to that um, finish line, that, that's what they got to appreciate of. So, you know, uh, once you buy into the Spurs system and understand the Spurs process and, and know that this is just, you know, one step into becoming great, um, you know, it makes you more hungry and more prepared for, you know, the few days to come or the next week or so, what you got to do. What have you learned since coming into the league about how you need to improve as a player individually? Like what skills are like paramount for you to to, to get better at, to, to, to be a uh, a rotation contributor in this league? Uh, as of right now, I'm just focusing on my defense. Um, defensive, defense, rebounding, um, you know, when I'm in the paint, kicking it out. So, you know, I got a, I got a few priorities that I, I got to do as myself for the Spurs. And, um, you know, during the offseason, you know, when it's all said and done, you know what you got to do. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a great, you know, I can score on all three levels, you know, but I still got to improve my three-point shots, shooting, layups, um, and just becoming a dog, man. You know, that's all I, you know, when I get on that court, you know, I want people to be like, dang. Not only is Lonnie guarding me, but I got to guard Lonnie too, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm hungry, you know. And being here you know, at this all-star thing and seeing everything, you know, it just adds more fuel to my fire. So, you know, I'm more than excited just for the years to come to show everyone my talents and continue to develop and improve on, on and off the court. Go back to Tim Duncan. You mentioned what what was that like? The first time you know he, he walked into the gym. I mean, were, are you are you? A, 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 a oh yeah, I was I was going crazy. Admire. It was it was it was a little too much for me just because um he was there and Manu Ginobili was also there and you know I was trying to act all cool like what's up Manu <laughs> what's up Tim so the day the day that I met Tim, you know, I forgot that he was next to me and my one of my friends was next to me. I'm like, yo, that's Tim Duncan. That's Tim Duncan. And he just looked at me like, come on, man. I forgot. I was like, yo, my bad. I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that. Um, but on the court, the first time that I worked out on the court, I actually threw up Yeah, with Tim Duncan. So uh, he pushed me to the limits. You know, it was my first time on the court. And on the court conditioning, 
you know, no matter how much treadmilling and biking you do, it's not like being on the court. So um, my first my first on the court experience with Tim Duncan, I threw up. Was that a, just a, was it a one on one thing? Like it was a, we did a three on we had a three on three. Yeah. And I was guarding and he was just making everyone cut and do the little things like, yo, you don't need to be dribbling the ball 20 times, 30 times to, to get to the paint. Just do this, do this, do that. And, um, you know, along that way, I just, you know, got extremely tired just because of how much of a work ethic he instilled in me throughout them few days being with him. How steep is that learning curve for young guys now that you've been in it? Like if, if you're talking to another kid who's going into the draft process, what are you telling him to be mindful of as he enters that process? Just to consume everything. You know, um, at the end of the day, this is your job. And if you love your job, you know, and you want to become the best you can be, whenever someone tells you something, whether it's, it's criticism or not, make sure you consume it in a positive way and, you know, get better from it. You know, a lot of people, when you accept criticism, you might not want to listen here and there or it might hurt your feelings. But a lot of these times you just got to identify that and see the bigger picture in yourself um, because the league is completely different from college. College is completely different from high school. You know, each stage is not like the last one. So when you enter it, you know, just be mindful and be prepared for what obstacles you may have to overcome. Since you've done both, since you've gone from high school star to college, college started the pros which one is a bigger gulf do you think in terms of that diff- distance between the two um probably college into the league mm-hmm. you know just because you know in college you you have great players but a lot of some of those players end up not going to the league you know they're just great college players right. and stuff when you're in the league these guys are animals these guys are nice these guys are just as athletic as you some of them can shoot just as good as you if not better a lot of these guys defend better than you if, if not just as good so um you know you gotta show who you are in a, an abundant amount of different ways but you know if you are who you think you are you know do after a long hard day of just long hard few years of just working out and staying consistent on your game and improving it um Hopefully it, it slowly starts approaching itself and people start knowing that, oh, that's Lonnie Walker, man. You know, that, that kid got game. <laughs> no doubt, man. Appreciate it. Thank Good you. luck to you, man. Looking Thank forward you. to it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Lonnie. Thank you. Take care.